Welcome to the Wardrobe Shift. I'm your host, Jessica Ramushaba. Um, I hope you're keeping safe. Uh, the pandemic is still running the world. Every day I wake up convincing myself that we're getting there. We're getting there. We are better than where we were in 2020. Today, I wanted to share a conversation with you that um, we had a couple of months ago on IG Live with Noma Zanungunga Kopez. Um, she is the founder uh, of the art agency based in South of France called Undiscovered Canvas. Um, I had a beautiful conversation um, with her about just like her way of living, slow living, um, art, um, and just what informs her fashion. And essentially it has to do with just sustainable living. Um, yeah, it's one of, one, of the, one of the conversations that received lots of positive feedback. Um, we received amazing comments on it and I thought it would be lovely to share it with our podcast community as well. Um, just so that you know of her, uh, the amazing work that she does. She basically collects um, art from emerging um, African young talent and um, and it's just a beautiful agency to be exposed to. So this is my conversation with Nomaza. Um, enjoy. Do it. 
we're going to do it. And, and it's, it's weird that you're saying girls because end of the day, the creatives that came through, most of them were girls. You know, and uh, I think, you know, women have this fight, this fight in them uh, that, that tells them that, you know what, um, I'm going to take the opportunity and when it presents itself, I'm going to go and, and fight for it. And even for me, that was the case, you know, because I was like, when the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to go, I'm going to go all out. Um, the concept store, putting it together, took a lot of work, but because I knew that I was caring all of these creatives on my back and they had to be something beautiful. I, I and my husband went all out. Eh? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to come back to the store. I want to go yes. back. Let me just walk around. So why yes. don't you just tell us about your first, your first month in France when you moved uh, from South Africa. How was that okay. different to how you have settled in now? Wow. Ooh. As we would say in, in French, rien à voir. That means there's not even a competition. Oh my God. Um, so romantic. <laughs> well, I, I didn't speak the language. So when I arrived in France um, and, and 10 years ago, I, I, I knew, I, I literally knew bonjour and that was it. Uh, I did not speak the language. I did not know how culturally the people were. So I did not know how to relate to them. I did not know how to communicate with them, you know. So I was in a space uh, uh, that was quite beautiful. I was overwhelmed also by what I saw because uh, I did not know France prior to coming to South Africa, to France, South Africa. Sorry, I did not know France prior to coming here. Uh, as, as I had not learned anything about their culture or I had not... It was never on my to-do list, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the shock culturally was huge for me. Uh, already the food was a huge shock. Uh, yeah, I had I had serious problems for a year adapting mm -hmm. to the food. Ah, uh, for the year. And, and when I say serious problems, I mean like metabolically uh, digestive serious problems. You know, I even had to go and see a doctor to regulate uh, uh, my, 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 my body. So there was a shock in terms of food. There was a shock in terms of culture. There was a shock in terms of language. I uh, just to give you an example, um, my husband, his mother still lived uh, 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 back then. So when I arrived, she didn't speak a word of English, very few words. So I could not even literally communicate with my mother-in-law. Uh, so I, I I felt, obviously, I felt like a stranger, like any other person coming into a new country. Uh, but the language made it even worse because you cannot even talk or express yourself. So coming back to now, now, uh, I mean, I'm at home. Um, Ten years later, I'm, I'm really at home. You know, it's my second home. I, I feel comfortable here. I know, I know the people. I know how they think. Obviously, you still get things wrong because you never, you will never know people and the culture and the history. Hundred percent. And also, people also are, are, are raised differently with different uh, cultures. You know, mm -hmm. so you still make mistakes. But I mean, like I, I can navigate myself very well. Uh, so, like I said in French, rien à voir. No comparison, my first month to to me now, no, nothing, to, not, nothing comparable. 
gosh. And um, and I remember when we were chatting, we were chatting uh, the last time I saw you, we were chatting about yeah. how you know you shop quite a lot of vintage clothing. You know, you hardly ever buy commercial clothing. Um, so what yes. what informs it? Why vintage? Were you were you wearing like that when you were in South Africa, or is it just something that you fell in love when you got to France? I was when I was in South Africa. I was not conscious of my uh, my environment first and foremost. Uh, I was not conscious of what was. I was not conscious or or interested or had um, uh, uh, any information on who's making my clothes. Uh, so I was basically uh, buying what was being given to me by the major stores, you know. Uh, obviously, I already had a unique style even back then. I remember in university, uh, also because my parents did not have means, so I did not have, you know, uh, I, I, I <laughs> this is a very funny story, but at university, I had one jean. And uh, this one jean, I made the mistake once of ironing it inside Oh, and I put the inner inner parts, and they were hard. And I remember hurting myself, literally bleeding, hurting myself because I had this one jean, oh and I couldn't do otherwise because I had to. Be, I didn't have another, so I had like black thighs for a number of times because I hurt myself. So because I had this white one jean, I had to be innovative on the tops. And I remember going and buying uh, clots, different clots, and simply putting them around and changing and people thought that I, I came from a very rich family you know and uh and, and i was trying to to be innovative and, and to be different yes, i always yes. different, you know? and the fact that i did not have means pushed me to be different but mentally and um and knowledge wise i was not asking myself the questions of who's making my clothes uh where uh are the clothes that I'm, I'm, I'm wearing, are they made in a very respective manner uh, according to, to, you know, in respect to the environment? Mm -hmm. Those type of questions I did not ask myself when I was in South Africa. But arriving in France, those questions became something that were evident, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when I eat now, uh, when I eat chicken, I want to know where that chicken is coming from. Uh, when I when I eat pork, I want to know where that pork is coming from. When I eat fish, I want to know where wow. it was fished or it was grown. So that then also grows you into then asking yourself uh, the, the clothes that I'm wearing, if they're coming from uh, 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 a, a country whereby, you know, it's people who are working in a crowded factory and um, they're not being uh, uh, given salaries. Mm. Why am I doing that? And also, I can now. I know the power of my money. You know, I know what rent and my euro means. You know, so I use that power to empower others. So I am. I know. I'm very conscious of the power, and, and it's, it is ten rand. It is ten euros. It's a. It's it's power. You know. So I would then ask myself, who to, who am I going to empower with this ten rand, with this ten euro? And I always look for for creatives in 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 in, in Africa. Uh, from a stand now, you see, I'm wearing rich wow. fancy. I'm wearing. I love it. I'm wearing. <laughs> If I have jewelry on, I will have a, a 
I'm in love with Tyler's works, Tyler's creatives, but I even have them here at the concept store and they are selling beautifully. Now, because of the concept store, I've discovered Chantel Mayer, so and they are selling beautifully. So I I know the power of money. I know the power of money and I use that power to empower others. Uh, so I'm very conscious uh, about what, uh, what I buy. I just wanted to quickly jump in and ask you, how are you living consciously? Um, do you find it easier to connect through food or do you find it easier to connect through fashion um, and so forth? Uh, pop in at faura.com where we will inspire you um, with all things conscious living from home to fashion and food. Um, and here's Nomaza. support 
because I'm very conscious of who I represent. I, I, I really, really, really take time out to, to, to figure things out. So already I had contacted Detala, and I'll tell you why the designer Detala. Detala is a qualified jewelry maker. She she started in, in Johannesburg, and then she had a scholarship to study in Italy. And then after, she went back home, and uh, in, her, in her mother's garage, she started her own company where she has but before the COVID, she had four people working for her. Now, I think because of the COVID, she has two people working for her. She has employed people in a mother's garage and producing exceptional jewelry that people here are just taking like 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 sweets. No, thank you. For so I want. Can I just say thank you for introducing me to her because I didn't know any of her pieces until I saw you in South Africa and you were wearing the rings and the necklaces. Yeah, I nearly robbed you of that. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted her because I know that a business she she lives she she's basically the breadwinner of the family and also the breadwinner of the people that are producing for her, you know. So that for me was important because I wanted to support. And on top of that, she's got a product that is international, that is global, that everybody wants to buy and have. So that was uh, 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 the, the first criteria, and then. That, that was one of the criteria. The other artist, for example, Undo Zintle, who couldn't make it. Undo Zintle is in Soweto. She's a woman. No, yeah. She's got women in Limpopo. Our mothers, women in their 50s who are weavers, who are beaders, that she employs and that work for her, producing beautiful vases, uh, jewelries. So I wanted her because, as I said, she is working as a breadwinner for her family and she, at the same time, running a business and helping women uh, 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 become autonomous. Yeah. So for me, those type of criteria were extremely important. Same, same thing with Chantal Mayer. She's a designer, has gone to school, has got awards, and she has people coming from villages that she's mentoring, transferring knowledge. So for me, I wanted to be able to bring those women because in bringing them, I knew that I'm not just helping them economically. When I sell a piece by Detala, the money is not just going to Detala, but it's going to all that chain of people, of women and uh, people that she's helping. So for me, that was a huge criteria in terms of, so it's not just clothes, it's the same thing with Rich Factory. Yeah. Rich Factory is knowing stories. Rich Factory is a young yeah. designer who is only works, but in a very contemporary way. Uh, she's got Lupus, and uh, she shares the story with us all the time on his, in Instagram, he, in, he, he ups and downs. And even through that, she's able to employ so many people. For me, those are the women that I wanted to be able to support. And thank God they were able to to, to come and take and, and be present, except for some dozen because she honestly couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, her products are arriving, in fact, on Monday, so I'll be able to put them up on Monday. But I do have Titala, I do have Chantel. So those were the type of women that I wanted to help. I also got in contact with Galango yeah. online, who is a Kenyan woman now based in South Africa. Now she's got a factory in Johannesburg employing South Africans using South African pals. And she's also working with Kenyans in Kenya with mamas from there, uh, uh, with, you know, uh, working with leather. So for me, those, those box, I was also ticking those boxes because I wanted the concept store to, to mean something, you know, yeah. not just in terms of it being visually beautiful, but to mean something and to give value to this woman. Yeah. 
And that is Nomaza. Lovely conversation we had. I hope the conversation inspired you just as much as it inspired us. Um, please follow her on Undiscovered Canvas on um, uh, on their website and uh, on social media as well. And um, and then we will link all the beautiful brands that she mentioned um, during our conversation. Um, we'll attach them to this uh, uh, this podcast. And and yeah, and keep listening. Uh, we have more um, interesting uh, women that we'll be talking to in the coming weeks. Um, and and stay conscious. Um, see where you can push yourself in terms of just living consciously and being connected to our environment, whether it's in terms of what Nomaza said, you know, where does your food come from and, and what are you eating, you know, um, or where does your clothes come from, you know, and and what can you do to impact that supply chain? Um, I think it's just some of the things that we are, we are passionate about when it comes to um, sustainability. So till next time, um, don't forget to pop in at favor.com. Cheerio.